Hello and welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast with me, your host, Fabio Molle. Every week I speak to the big hitters in the world of tennis, both on and off the court, about the game and how we can all get 1% better every day at what we do. As an ex-national team player, I know exactly how tough this can be. So I'm on a journey to get the very best tips and advice from the world of tennis. Last week on the Functional Tennis Podcast, I spoke to Dutch pro tennis player and ATP ranked number 35, Talon Griegspoor. It was an extremely popular episode with great feedback from listeners. We spoke about Talon's linear rise to the world's top 40. He was not a spectacular junior. His first ATP Tour title this year, what it's like to play Alcaraz and Sinner, the differences in the futures, challenges and ATP level and much more. If you're new to the Functional Tennis Podcast or you missed the episode, it's a required listening episode. So get listening as soon as you get the chance. This week on the podcast, I meet now coach but former pro Gianluigi Quinzi. Gianluigi, an Italian, began his tennis career at the very top. He was quickly noticed by Nick Bolletieri at a young age when he played his first junior tournament outside of Italy and he would go on to win Junior Wimbledon in 2013 where he beat South Korean player that you may know, Hyun Chung, in the final. Gianluigi would turn pro with even bigger expectations from his friends, family, media and tennis world. At 25 years old, after reaching a career high of 142 in 2019, Quincy would retire due to high expectations and competitive stress. He now works at the Piatti Tennis Centre as a coach. In our conversation, Gianluigi describes how mental challenges, the media attention and pressure was in the early part of his career. We also talk about Gianluigi's work in the Piatti Tennis Centre and I asked Gianluigi how difficult the transition from junior to pro can be. But first, I want to know how Gianluigi started playing tennis. Take a listen. Hi Gianluigi, welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are you? Yeah, everything good. My biggest fear when speaking to a player, coach, anybody in the world of tennis is when they tell me they're at a Futures in the middle of nowhere on hotel Wi-Fi. Always scares me. Yeah. It's like, no. It's- yeah, yeah. My connection is okay, but we, we try, yes. It's always a challenge, but it, there's loads of options. Anyway, so yeah, thanks for jumping on. Uh, you are... You know, you were you were one of the best juniors in the world. You made transition to senior game. Now you're working as a coach under Ricardo yes. Piatti. Plenty to learn here. I think there's plenty of lessons here from your experience. And uh, we have so many parents who have juniors playing that are, are listening, coaches that can do with your with your feedback and your experience also. So I'm excited to get to talk to you. And my first question is, how did you get into tennis? I get into tennis because uh, uh, my father has a, a club. In Porto San Giorgio, it's a small town that is organized a tournament under 12. It's one of the biggest tournaments on clay, like after Aure. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes, and they was they had passion on tennis, so I was I was going over there to play tennis a bit, but I, I was not doing only one sport. I was doing different sports. I mean, because not to focus on one sport. I mean, when you are like young, you know, I mean, it's better to play a lot of sports. And after they, they they see that I was I mean I was hitting the ball okay and they try to do some uh, experience you know on tennis and nothing the strange thing yes until five five to eight I was in Porto San Giorgio to practice with the coach over there and after uh, we, 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 my father wanted to go to vacation to to the states okay for one week but he's very patient he's very he has a lot of uh, passion on tennis. So he did. We 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 went we went on the states not only on vacation but to play a tournament. Okay, okay? 
but for me it was vacation but i say come on i mean uh, it's vacation we cannot play tournaments so but i mean it was exhausted ex- exhausted to play tournaments and i was playing the little more oh yeah my first tournament i mean international tournament was little more uh, i was eight okay and nothing i won the like the, the little more under uh, under 10 but i was eight okay Ooh. and nothing a guy that uh, was very friend of nick Boletieri told me okay you want to come to nick to try like a week and i say okay yes and my tennis ab- adventure start over there that's crazy the things happens you know just i just want to throw back a little bit you you were big into skiing were you as a young kid yeah, but because my mom, I mean, not, okay, normal, but my mother was, was pretty good. She, I mean, she did Olympics and uh, yes. That's pretty good. But how, uh, how... I was normal, I was decent. Okay, but how competitive is that underage skiing, like six, seven, eight in Italy? Is it absolutely really competitive? It's a really competitive, yes, yes. I mean, there are, there are a lot of, of, of guys that are doing a lot of skiing, you know. But I mean, uh, skiing, it's, uh, it's growing up more and more now. Okay. We have a lot of young kids that I mean that they 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 ski they, they ski on that age. It's crazy. Even Sinner, I know Jock which is a bit of yeah. skiing. Yeah, yeah, Sinner, yeah. But Sinner was ten times better. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> it was Italian championship. I mean, uh, I was I was keen because of course. I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, uh, for me it's important that on that age you do a lot of sports. You know, it's not uh, you don't have to be upset upset that only in uh, only in one sport. You know, because otherwise you go too much on. Uh, you know, it's more fun. You know, yeah, it's more fun. Yes. And does skiing, though, help you be, be a better tennis player? Is there advantages to skiing as a young kid? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. This I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, uh, for coordination, maybe, yes. For coordination, yes. But, uh, I mean, I had that talent that, I mean, after, I don't know, when I was playing tennis, after, uh, I mean, 10 hours of tennis, I was eating the ball good. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe not. I cannot answer this question. Yeah. And... and- <laughs> Do you remember the day where you said to your dad, to your mom, I want to be a professional tennis player? Look, I mean, I didn't uh, tell, I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them because, I mean, uh, I was, uh, I mean, uh, the the problem and uh, the problem that they decide too much on uh, my tennis career, you know. This was a little bit my difficult things, you know. Because I was not that free to okay. to to decide, but after that, uh, I mean, uh, I won the 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 international little more. Okay, I tell to my, I mean, father and mother. Okay, I want to try. I mean, to play only tennis, and I want to try to be a professional player. So that's why I, uh, I mean, uh, Nick Boletieri gave me a big scholarship over there to stay like four or five years. And after over there, I said, okay, I want to invest only on tennis, you know. But I was not, I was not that guy that could decide, you know, because uh, I mean, my father and my mother was a lot of on on my on my career, okay. So I mean, in positive way and negative way. Yeah, it's that's 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 very tough. And thanks for being honest. It, it's hard, you know. People won't normally tell you this. So I didn't know you were in voluntary so it, for four or five years. Was it a re- do you think you could have achieved the same results had you stayed and trained in Italy? Yeah, but me, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, uh, this junior result, I mean, I mean, I, I was, I was having a lot of junior result because not because I was, uh, I mean, I was playing better than the other one, but I was competing better than the other one, and uh, but I was thinking too much on result. I was not thinking about learning and to 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 improve my game to win after, you know. 
Okay. So I was thinking too much. I mean, on result, result, I, I changed a lot of coaches, and some coaches coaches didn't help me to understand these things. You know, they maybe they want they 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 wanted to stay with me because I was winning a lot. You know, and and, and uh, I mean, they didn't wanted to stay with me not because of my you know to think about a future project. This was, I mean, uh, the difficult thing. So that's why I didn't grow up like uh, in the tennis part a lot because, I mean, I had this mentality to win, win a lot and not to improving, you know. And, okay, some coaches on, on that period when I was winning a lot, uh, they told me, I mean, okay, we have to improve because, okay, now you're winning, but after, I mean, it's a little bit difficult if you don't improve your game, you know. And I say, but. And, and my question that was not correct, but I had this, that mentality was, okay, but why, why have to change if I'm winning everything, you know? And this was my, you know, my difficult thing after when I become, I didn't become top 100 because oh, I became 150. I mean, good like this, but after you need something else, you know? And after when you become like 19, 20, 21, you don't have this mentality, you know, to to change things, you know, and, you know, and when you're thinking uh, too much on result, you know, you, you are tired mentally when you become 19 and 20. This was the things, you know, I had a lot of pressure. Okay. Uh, a lot of pressure on the media of Italy. I had a lot of pressure of maybe my coaches. I had a lot of pressure of, of uh, friends and everything. It was so when you, we are 15, 16, you cannot divide these things, you know, of course, if I had this mentality now, I mean, it was a little bit better, but so do you say you were you were too focused short term you just wanted to win to yeah, win the next yeah, tournament win yeah. the next tournament and obviously coaches wanted that as well because it makes them look good and yeah, yeah it, it's i can see how hard i think the longer you have a coach that sort of comes more natural doesn't it rather than if you change your coach all the time they want results 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 it's hard to get to buy in the long term play and tell me, when did you start actually feeling pressure? After that, I won Wimbledon. Just changed everything, did it? Yeah, I changed a lot because when I won Wimbledon, okay, I won an unbelievable, unbelievable tournaments, but it was not the end of my career, you know. But over there was like, okay, now you have to be like Nadal, you know. And uh, I won at 17 and I, I, I remember the first challenge that they played in uh, Porto Recanati. I mean, it was 4,000 people watching me and... Uh, I mean, uh, all the media, all the television coming, I mean, it was a little bit difficult for me to handle all these things, you know, because, okay, I win important tournaments, but I mean, I, I didn't win anything, you know, important for the future, you know, and it was difficult for me to handle that pressure a lot, you know. And were your parents helping you? Were they pushing, were they driving you as well? Yeah, they was, I mean, you know, parents, uh, sometimes they do, they do what is good for you, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, sometimes uh, you you know, I mean, they like that. I mean, uh, the sun win. This is for sure. They, they, I mean, the most important, the more important thing is uh, if results are coming, they're very happy. If results are not coming, they're not very happy. But the problem that, uh, yeah, the problem is not correct, you know, because they, uh, they, they I mean, uh, my father never watched a match, you know, of me because he was a little bit, you know. Nervous. Uh, nervous like this so he didn't know what was going on in tournaments and everything he was watching only results and see okay result is good okay good if result is bad nothing so i mean you know yeah not ideal sometimes if you don't understand the professional of tennis is not easy and did the italian federation help you at all would they you know did you have a sports psychologist or any help from them no, no, no. Federation helped me a lot, for for sure. I, I did. I, I I had a lot of uh, psychologists. Okay, 
for sure but uh, i mean i didn't maybe i didn't find the right person to understand these things you know because uh, of course if uh, if you are 14 15 16 and you are uh, you are around people with this mentality is not easy to change you know because uh, i mean you absorb everything so are you saying you 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 weren't quite open to change or i was not quite open to change because i i didn't have the right person to i mean you know to tell me okay you have to change these things you know what's it like trusting like you always say like the better you are you know people have a very closed inner circle it's hard to let people in but how hard was it hard for you to build trust with people you know all of a sudden you've this fame and people are reaching in was that really tough trying to build trust and find out who's genuine and who's not yeah yeah for sure for sure because i i I told you i had a lot of people that was staying with me because i was quincy you know not because stayed with me because uh, i was like a good person you know and it was only for convenience you know i don't know how to say in english they're using you they could say yeah yeah for sure so it's not i mean it's not easy if you have people around like this when you are 14 15 you're not that mature to understand you know to change your mentality what i mean my feel you know yeah it's, so it's tough yeah and you're not in, in, in uh, you're not uh, i mean uh, independent independent yes yeah. so i mean uh, okay you have to listen to people you know but um, of course now if they tell me this uh, is going in, into my one year and is going out to the other year you know but uh, okay i uh, I didn't have this mature when you are uh, 15, 16, but nobody. fascinating to listen to Gianluigi so few people go through what he has sport isn't just a physical battle it's a psychological one as well especially tennis the experience Gianluigi has from learning to deal with the pressure and the importance of building the right team could help the next Djokovic or Nadal fulfill their potential when they otherwise might not have that's why he's such an asset to the Piatti Tennis Centre quickly jumping in to give you three great bits of Sabre news Firstly, the Sabre Mid is back in stock and shipping out to customers. Secondly, we have teamed up with Selenko to offer a string that is specifically made for the Sabre. It comes in the perfect length for the Sabre. It's synthetic gut string and it's a match made in heaven for the Sabre. I've been using it for over six months now. Absolutely love it. And lastly, a lighter version of our mid 300 gram unstrung Sabre was heavily requested by parents of younger players, especially in the 9 to 13 age group, as well as players who like using a lighter racket. And I'm glad to say we have finally received our first batch of the Sabre Light. It's the exact same great frame and design as the mid, but it weighs in at 265 grams unstrung. You can check it out at Functional Tennis dot com and you can order it from today this just a quick reminder you're listening to the functional tennis podcast the podcast that helps you get one percent better every day with me fabio molly coming up on the podcast we talk about Gianluigi's work at the piatti tennis center and i asked Gianluigi how difficult the transition from junior to pro can be Gianluigi also explains why focusing on winning too much early in your career can have a negative impact on your development but first i want to ask Gianluigi about what advice he has for juniors now when it comes to dealing with pressure that success can bring. We're going to talk more about your work now. You're working at the Piatti Tennis Centre. When you see a kid who has potential, boy or girl, what's the main piece of advice you give them from those lessons you learned as a junior and that pressure, expectation after winning? They don't have to think about uh, what they told what uh, what they told you before. They don't have to think about result, but uh, they have to put the quality and they have to have discipline uh, to work very hard. For me, now it's important that uh, I mean now kids that I. Have I, I want to learn them the profession of tennis. So they can, uh, I mean, so they arrive with the 
good energy when they when they become 19, 20, 21. And for me, uh, on tournaments, it's like a practice week. Okay. Before, yes, because for me, it's important that they work hard they, they, and they train hard, not only if they lose or they win, you know, but they want that they go on tournament to win, losing, they put quality on uh, on, on work, you know. Nice. So, so this is the most important things, you know. And not thinking too much on result. I know that result is important because uh, it's motivated you to to practice better, for sure. But it's not the priority. Priority for me is they learn and educate themselves to understand different. You know. Yeah, that's, that's it's really interesting. But I'm sure it's a tough sell anyway because everybody wants to win. Yeah. And yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. But I want to. Yes. And the the, the things uh, that uh, I mean. Uh, I work a lot with my kids to anticipate what's happening because I, I was feeling these things, you know, because now they want to rush a lot with the result. They want to win a lot, you know, but I want to anticipate them how what uh, they have to do on the future, you know. So they're, they're, they're not going in frustration. They don't pretend too much. So you're build, trying to build patience into their life, into their game. Yes, yes, yes. On tournament, uh, on practice weeks, and everything. So they put energy and don't, they don't waste time in other things. You know? well, I'm sure it just means if they have a bad day or a bad session or a bad week or pick up an injury, they know there's a long term plan there. Yeah, it's a long term plan. They, 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 they don't they don't have to think in the in the short period, but in long period. You know, this is important. The most important thing. Pressure aside, how hard is the transition from junior to senior player? Like we get a lot of you know all juniors. I see so many that want to be the best at certain ages and we always say that's no guarantee in your case is a big example of this the best junior in the world you know didn't make it didn't make the top 100 how hard is it pressure aside yeah it's it's uh, it's, it's it's a lot i mean pressure it's a lot it's not uh, i mean it's not uh, it's not easy to handle these things you know it's not easy to handle these things for me i mean uh, you can improve this thing when you are young when you're getting older, it's difficult, you know, because if you have good people, good person, good team that understand that they uh, they understand your uh, goals and they believe on your uh, future career, I mean, it's more easier than uh, than after. Okay. For me, it's important that uh, uh, if you have good good people when you're 14, 15, 16, it's more easier when uh, when you become after 19, 20, 21. Because for me, at when you are 15 to 20, uh, you have to think different, you know. And maybe give us an example of one or two things where you were wasting energy thinking about that should have been done when you were 14, 15. When you were 14, 15, I, I tell you, I mean, uh, winning. I mean, for me, it was uh, was difficult. It's, uh, I mean, these are the things: winning, 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 only winning. You know, and I was not thinking to improve my game. Okay. Yeah, it, there's a, there's a lot going on there. I can yeah, see, yeah, yeah. I can see the the pressure in the head. You know, and so you tried for you. You were 25 when you retired from the game. So yeah. you obviously you tried for six, seven years. Uh, you gave it a good effort, and did you feel your game? Did you always struggle with that winning thing and you were fighting yourself all the time? Or was there other stuff? Was your game just not good enough? 
No, no, I, 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 like I tell you before, I was, I was winning because I was, uh, I was, I mean, I was, yeah, I was competing, competing better than the other one. But for me to, to build, to build a player, you cannot build a player when he's in 1920, you know, because he has different mind like this. You have to build a player with techniques, with stroke like this when you are 15, 16, like this, you know. So you have three, four years to build a player physically, technically like this. And after uh, on 19, 20, he can uh, go to the next step, you know. So you're saying you missed the train, really? And yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Couldn't catch the speeding bullet train. Uh, this is, yes, this is this is this was the the things, you know. Because uh, when you're thinking too much on result after uh, when you have to do the transition to juniors to to professional, you don't have the. You are, you are tired mentally. I've heard enough from players who are good juniors where, yeah, if you compete better, you're going to win matches because juniors, some of them mentally, they're not great at all. Yeah, because, I mean, what they tell you, junior, okay, you, I mean, you put the ball in the court, you, lose, you miss less than the other one, okay, you win. But when you get to seniors, everybody's a competitor. Everybody's fighting for their life. So that's just what you need. Without that, you're not going anywhere. For sure. But yes, but you know, you need the right person. You need, you need the right, I mean, for sure. When when you're that young, you cannot decide, you know. For, for sure, you need the right team. You, you have to have the right person that they go in one way, you know. Yeah. Because if they go to different way, I mean, you get confusing and after you're getting tired, you know. When you're getting tired, you cannot be fresh mentally to understand what is going on and you lose the fire as well yeah, for and sure and after it's more it's more difficult um, when you become after 18 it's more difficult to change yeah mentally you know physically or technically you know because you say okay now i mean what i'm going to do so you retired how long was that decision in your mind for like a year or did it just come in and finish today i mean i stopped because my goals were too far i had a lot of up and downs with my ranking I had a lot of injuries and uh, I didn't have more passion. I was not conv convinced anymore on my goals, you know. And uh, it happens that I was very tired, you know. So in the last couple, two years, I was uh, playing tennis because I was thinking that I have to play tennis, not because uh, I wanted to play tennis with goals, you know. So I decided to stop because I don't want to waste time, you know, because I'm young, so I don't want to waste time. So, I mean, uh, nothing. And now I wake up in the morning and I'm very happy. I have more responsibility because I have young players to, to improve them, to learn my experience like this. But, uh, yes, I like what I'm doing. Before uh, was things in the last couple of years, I was uh, playing with no sense, you know. At least you ended on your terms. And you talk, it, it takes, like, there's plenty of players who play the futures and challenges for until they're 35. So that was a brave yeah. decision. Gianluigi, thank you very much. That was a really honest, open chat. Really appreciate that. Thank you very much for this interview. That's the end of the show for today. Thank you, Gianluigi, for being so honest and insightful and, of course, for coming on the show. You can follow Gianluigi on Instagram at gianluigi.quincy and you can learn more about the Piatti Centre by visiting their website at thepiattitennisscentre.it. Thank you all for listening. Next week on the podcast, I speak to leading sport and performance psychologist Amanda Jane Napier-Owens. She's been working in the area for 25 years. She was a former UK pro tennis player. We talk about how to insert pressure into practice, how to deal with pressure situations, mood, emotions, and so many areas around the sports psychology world. It's an interesting chat and I can't wait to share it with you. 
Just a few quick notes before we go. Make sure to follow the show so you get automatically notified about new episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me or the work we do at Functional Tennis, visit our website at functionaltennis.com. You can also follow the show on Instagram at the Functional Tennis Podcast and with me on Twitter, Fab Mall. This podcast is produced by One Fine Play. James Bishop is the executive producer. Connor Foley is the series producer. I've been your host, Fabio Molle. Thanks for listening to the Functional Tennis Podcast. Mm-hmm.